0: Doug McGurk. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Doing good. I was just checking my hair, making sure it was all yeah. on point. You Looking know?
1: good. Looking good. Proud of you. This
0: all in place.
1: <laughs> Mostly, yeah. This background, it's kind of all weird.
0: I love it. What does that say? Freedom, freedomhacku.com? What yeah. is that?
1: That is the site to sign up for my masterclass on three keys to freedom. How to Bro, unleash the right warrior.
0: What is this? What is this keys to freedom? The three, the three keys to freedom. The three keys. You want them? I want them. I'm ready. You ready? We're, we're gonna do right. Skip the whole interview. Just jump right to the three right, keys.
1: <laughs> right, right to it. Okay. So this is this is a freebie. This is kind of what we'll be covering in the in the webinar, but you know what? Um, you know what?
0: Save it for the end. Save it for the end. Let's so? let's make Let's make them listen to the entire interview Ooh, so they can stick we, to the end to get go. the free keys.
1: <laughs> That's a great tease. There you go. I love Come that. In. Dude, what have you been up to, man? I, you know, we're, we're pivoting, right? We're, we're figuring out ways to, to yeah, to, I mean, like, yeah, it's like pivoting is a drinking game, right? Every time you yep. hear someone say the word pivot,
0: oh, I'm pivoting. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, cheers. All right, another cup of coffee. I'm about um, to fucking pivot my business, too. Again, and I fucking again. <laughs> yeah, and and
1: you know the good news is is that f- for some people they needed the shakeup. Yeah. They, because I think a lot of folk get into the same behaviors, and the worst thing that could happen, in many respects, is that that behavior works because yeah. then your brain goes, "Aha, do that again," and sometimes that's not the best you know course of action. Um, so I'm, in that sense, I'm really happy about it, um, and it's, it's challenging, obviously, everybody to think differently, to behave differently, to be more creative, and, and that's where, you know, the mother of invention starts creating some awesome opportunities.
0: Exactly.
1: So, yeah, go, I mean, obviously, as a speaker, trainer, uh, live is where most of my work was, so to go online, I was never a big online person um, because I, I appreciate it. It's just, it's not, it's hard to do firewalks online. You know, it's hard to do, yeah. you know, oh, hard to do glass a walks or, you know, <laughs> arrow breaking, fire eating. The, the work that I infuse into what we do is very difficult to do online, right? It's just- so what are you doing now?
0: Like, hey, go into your kitchen cabinet and see if you can grab yourself a match, a toothpick, and a, a piece of duct tape. Hey, well, the next experiment, what I need you to do. <laughs> right.
1: And there's like almost no accountability for that either. Plus, it's right. not
0: that safe. No. Right? <laughs>
1: By the way, don't do this. Yeah, right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't do this at home. The only way okay. you're going to experience this is when we can all get together. Right. Um, so that, but it's been really good because I think it's forced, it's forced us to have to be more present more aware on how to deliver online how to create the experience and just do the investment because we always did a hybrid but moving people into online from offline is different than yeah. just online it's, a, it's just a different game
0: you know, it's crazy because like i'm so glad like you're exactly the person i want to have this conversation with you and paul fink like you guys are, are doing the same thing um before we get into it because this is where i want to spend this conversation what do you do like like who is Doug McGurk? What is freedomhackyou.com Like what what have you been up to? You're I know you're a public speaker. You train with Tony Robbins. Uh, you have an impressive resume when it comes to like public speaking and, and teaching and, and mindset shifts. So just uh, tell me how you get started. We'll dive into that a little bit and then and then to uh, how you're adapting.
1: I'm gonna try something here real quick though. Um, okay, so what
0: appearing and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna
1: might be a more gooder camera i was the best in my english class
0: yeah there dude we go. so how's that how's that florida weather down there uh it's a little
1: cloudy today but it's been amazing um you know it's why we we moved down here it's you know it's uh 80 degrees and sunny it's been amazing
0: sounds sounds wonderful though sounds good thank you okay uh, so you're welcome please topic. visit anytime we have uh, extra <laughs> space so open invite I had uh, I had LoopNet open. It's still open, actually. I'm looking at the uh, the multifamilies in the area, so I'm looking at 50 unit plus in the Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville area. So you see something open up, you let me know. Off market though, this I don't like this hundred thousand a unit price point. I'm thinking like in the 60,000 unit. Well, those
1: will start coming out. Maybe, I guess it's going to be an interesting, I mean, interesting game because, you know, me, you know, I know you're not the, I'm moving my pivot. I've been, we've been talking about this to move over to multifamily because the single family, like now I'm feeling the, you know, like, Oh man, I, you know, like I got one, as soon as I got the eviction done, the next day the sheriffs came out and they were like oh yeah we're not evicting anybody no way so
0: i actually you know, fortunately got she's through. leaving uh-huh. I, I actually got one forced through i had the i had the execution already and uh two weeks ago we, we executed it we we already had the execution from the courthouse and we just went and we we moved the tenant out
1: you did did you but you couldn't get the sheriff to do it no right but that's but my
0: moving company was there and my tenant left <laughs> So
1: fortunately, my tenant's leaving this weekend, but, you know, they're, it, it, it was a mess. I mean, it, that, that whole thing, you know, it's, but I get it now where multifamily is like, okay, if one tenant doesn't pay or even a couple, it's not the end of the world where you're kind of going, well, my, you know, my ratio is off. Like nope. if you're <laughs> cash positive for, you know, a few hundred bucks, that's great when you've got a hundred units. Yeah. Or 50. 50 or whatever. Yeah. But yeah one or two in this case is not, yeah.
0: So I digress. So we'll get you know back though? to that. So I just interviewed a guy who has 600 single family homes. So model of scale. It's just, you don't have of enough of those single families.
1: Right. Yeah. That's and it. that's,
0: the,
1: yeah. And as you're scaling, that's a natural progression and totally okay and get it. But that's why I go, you know what? I could probably skip some of that pain. Just go right to multi. Cause that was my goal. Like, you know, buy one, two, three singles a year do that for you know 10 20 years and then next thing you know you've you've got that yeah um but that game is has certainly modified and you know as i learn more about syndication and and partnering with uh guys right. like you then, okay,
0: okay. And i get it all right <laughs> i like I, it Doug. i like yeah. it
1: <laughs> i mean look as entrepreneurs entrepreneurial spirited people that's we got a model and find people who are doing and just say hey how can i help you you know, like, yeah. how can I get on board? Like, as an example, talking about pivots, I right now looks like um, I may have, uh, where it looks like it's moving forward on a deal for uh, three those 3M masks, right? I have a direct line to 3M, and yeah. the guy texted me, my contact, to the contact, texted me this morning says, looks like uh, one of them's, you know, moving forward, going through.
0: No way. So it's
1: a partnership, small piece of, you know, three or five million masks, you know, even yeah. if it's just a couple of cents, that ends up being, you know yeah nice for just making a contact so you know i'm i'm gonna be keeping my eyes open down here and i have i have a guy to connect you with uh we'll talk offline about um who that's what he does is is only multifamily he does it around the the country though
0: uh yeah i'm okay with around the country Mm -hmm. i'm looking for obviously uh florida texas but i'm okay with anywhere that's yeah, Florida, I'll in Texas I'll,
1: I'll make a connection because he's he's very much like you he's he's called yeah. the traveling investor and okay. he he just does he does similar to you he does he's got his shows he's got you know his his giving back and educating people to make you know great contacts and add value so you, you guys will get along swimmingly
0: thanks bro don't hook me up he'll be in the next podcast oh, that's right <laughs> this yeah, is about no, you, you bro guys. this is about you look at you you're you're such a giver that's why, that's why we get along, Doug. <laughs> yeah, well, t-
1: look, I believe, yeah, that's the giver's gain, right? So, and, and I, my, and to, to kind of back up into like who I am, my belief is, is it's not like the mafia, right? It's not like, yeah, I give to you, you give to me. Like, it doesn't, right. like, I don't think in those terms, like, I expect nothing from you specifically, but I know you give, but I, my attitude is like, if I'm just constantly sharing my resources and I'm open, what happens is other resources come in and I can still make a connection and all of that because I'm not looking specifically for something from someone. I'm looking for ways to give to everyone and by giving, my hands are open to receive.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Um, I love that.
1: So to answer your question about Freedom Hack and and all of that, my passion, I'm, I'm addicted to helping people reinvent themselves i'm like the reinvention king i've i've had to do it a number of times um my first career was in the music industry yep. so um i uh i made it for basically i went to one one day of college literally one day and i was kicked out of every high school i was in and i went to this one day of college and i'm like this sucks like this is not like no this is not gonna work for me ah. and uh so i left and i got a job as an intern at a a record uh, 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 studio and I worked my way up from intern, which is basically getting coffee, cutting tape, emptying garbages and worked my way up to staff producer. And we worked on multiple Grammy winning records. We won Grammys with Celine Dion, J-Lo, the Chicago soundtrack. I uh, produced, uh, co-produced the second Widowmaker record. I had a deal with my band on A&M Records, toured the country as a music director and bass player with a bunch of bands that I produced. And, uh, and then Napster came out.
0: (laughs) So So, Napster really did kill the music industry.
1: (laughs) Well, it wasn't just Napster. It was actually the technology, right? It was, it was the disruption, technology disruption. It was, we didn't have a word for it. You know, now people go, Oh, we're going to disrupt the industry. And you know, like that wasn't a word at the time. It was what the F just happened was the word. Um, So what happened was the the technology computers that was able to allow the sharing of files, now people could share the information, right? That's what happened with Napster. But also the recording of it and the way we made music change, you didn't need a big studio anymore. Because you could do it on your computer, you didn't need the big, expensive racks with all the gear. You could have plugins. Yeah. So next thing you know, people are like, "I don't need to go rent a studio for a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks a day. I could spend twenty grand and get a studio in my house." Yep, and that's literally what happened. And um, so what happened was peak of my career Napster comes out. And during that time, I got into Tony Robbins and well, actually early in that I applied what Tony taught to create my success in the music industry. And then I started to really get into them and and I became a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. And I used that to get the best out of the artists that I was working with. Like that was the way to, for me to really dig deep and, and get these incredible performances because I was able to enter them and it was like a coach, right? And a producer is like a coach. Yeah. So it was really coaching the the greatness out of the the people.
0: Right.
1: So I had all this stuff and then Napster comes out and I lose everything. And, and I've shared this now, this is going to be more of a share, like the, when I get brutally honest, like why I do what I do. I lost everything, lost my house, lost my career. the industry is gone, and I'm like feeling like a kid again, like lost like a, a misfit outcast, I got nothing. I'm living at my mom's house, and um fortunately, my mom didn't live there. it was a house that I took care of for her, so that you know like that was not that, that bad but still yeah. but very bad
0: living at your mom's house yeah, yeah. lost your house
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um. So I, I had, I still have this, uh, you know, full disclosure on whatever people's beliefs are. I'm, I'm a, I don't belong to the NRA, but I am a gun owner. I was licensed in New York and I'm licensed in Florida. And, um, so I'm sitting at my mom's house, it's red anvil case inside it is my 357 Magnum. And I just fell to my knees and I was like, I, what's the point here? Like, I, like. I'd be better off not here. The, the, the road up, I got no education. I have the, the, industry that I only have a career in is for all intents and purposes gone. Like, what am I going to do? So I, I sat there and opened up the case and I'm like, you know, is this, is this my only option? And I, you know, in that moment, I had a choice to make, you know, it was like, <laughs> talk about pivoting. Right. I mean, it, it was either end it all and see what happens next or figure it out. Make a decision. And, and in that moment, I made a decision that I and, and I, I guess I, I feel this with everybody. I believe that everybody has something more to give and everybody knows inherently that there's something more that they could add value to and, and they get lost. They don't know how to do it. But if they get really present to, you know what, I know I'm destined to offer more, to to be more, to, you know, whatever. And I was like, so at that time, I was like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, well, how am I going to get out of this, though? And I was like, all right, well, I got to get a sense of gratitude. So little hack right here, I'll tease a little bit, but- Here we I, go, I, tease, tease. <laughs> is, uh, you know, because this is why, why I do what I do. Yeah. I was like, I know I have to be grateful. So yeah. what, like- what am I grateful for? And what did my brain say? Nothing. Shit. <laughs> right? <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, all right, all right I gotta play this with All right, if I wanted to be grateful, what could I be grateful for? Mm. That was an easier question to answer. I was like, well, I guess if I wanted to be grateful, I could be grateful for the fact that, well, my mom doesn't live here. Damn. All right, I mean, so it's like a little start, right? So I started down and I said, all right, so I gotta get out of myself. Yeah. so w- what i did was in the past one of the things i did that brought me a lot of joy and it was inspired by tony was a basket brigade where we fed families for thanksgiving yep and i'm like uh, you know what let me do it, it was this was the end of summer when this was all going down and you know the fall's coming and, and this thing of the basket brigade so it's like like well why don't i do a basket brigade It's was like well you got no money like, right, well if i oh, but do i have resources and that's where I started going. I got friends, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a focus of mine. Pull myself out of me and add value. And I raised enough money to feed 55 families that Thanksgiving. Wow. So that gave me my focus to kind of pull myself out of it and and utilizing the tools. Like so, I kept that momentum going. And you know, like just as as an aside, yep. um. On my way to get the job with Tony, I had to go to Javits Center and meet with um, uh, the guy who was going to be basically hiring me, uh, Tony's brother in law. And Tony was speaking that night at the Javits Center.
0: Javits Center in New York?
1: Yeah, is when I was living in, oh, in no New kidding. York.
0: No kidding. Okay. So you're from New York originally?
1: Yeah, yeah. I grew up on Long Island.
0: Oh, no shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, I see why you're in Florida now.
1: Yeah, yeah right.
0: Everyone from, oh, you rubbed in the weather a little, too, a little rougher than most people from that down there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, um, so I went and I, I had the interview with, with that person. And um, he goes, uh, he's like, hey, you know, do you want to meet Tony when he's done? And I was like, I, this was the weekend before Thanksgiving. And uh, I was like, I can't. I was like, I'd love to but i've committed to pick up 55 turkeys tonight before the re- before the um the store closes they've got them ready for me i was not expecting that opportunity to you know meet tony so i ca- like i like i ha- again i had to make a choice what was what was better for the good of beyond me like would it would obviously have been great to meet him at that point but i was like nah, i can i got to you know so i went i got the turkeys and that was on Saturday night, because Sunday we were delivering all the turkeys and all that. Right. Right. Um, so long story short, I ended up going on the road with Tony and you know, Reavention King, while I was on the road with Tony, got recruited to a drug and alcohol treatment center yeah. um, to bring personal development to treatment. And uh, what I found was working there is that, man, like all the things that I've learned and, and then I had to apply to myself now help people. Like it's one thing helping people, like people go to Tony or any personal development, they're already playing at a different level. Yeah. When you're in treatment, like if you're in a treatment center, you've lost everything. Right. Like, I mean, you just you got nothing. And, and applying everything that I had learned there and then, man, talk about a case study when we could help people who had literally nothing and helped them create a life worth being sober for. Yeah. And what I realized was drugs and alcohol, aren't the problem. Right. There's a solution. And yeah. when we took the drugs and alcohol out of the the mix, they still had the same problems. So it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what's going on here. We've got to obviously dig a little bit deeper, but do it in a different way rather than, You know, like we know why the 12 steps work and all that. And I could, you know, we could talk for days about why it works. (laughs) But the truth is, is that if you understand why and how something works, you can change the content, change the and move the context so that you could be super effective. Yeah. So now after leaving there, what I helped do is I realized is we become prisoners of our own negative thinking, of the stories we tell, of fears that are, you know, like everyone says, you know, face everything and rise or uh, false evidence appearing real or all that, like, you know, it's, and that's true, they're cliches because they're true. So my system is about really one of the pillars, and we talked about the three keys, one of them is the story, right? And all stories are the story of breaking free from slavery to freedom. Slavery of our thoughts, slavery of our fears, slavery of we actually, the addictions we create in our bodies, like right. neurobiologically from the behaviors and thoughts we have, we actually create it. And it seems organic, like clinical depression, and I'm not diagnosing, undiagnosing anybody very often. It's just addiction to depression.
0: Right. You get used to the drug, you get used to the, the pain, you get used to the suffering. It's like, oh shit, I've had a pleasant moment. I've got to go fuck my life up now right and it's intentional yeah it's subconsciously, well, it's, it's,
1: it's anyway. subconsciously right yeah. exactly other than consciously the the, the brain right. gets uncomfortable like wait that's not who i am that's not like i'm eeyore eeyore can't bounce around like tigger yeah so you know like if eeyore starts bouncing like tigger he starts going wait a minute yeah i could get hurt yeah i better stop bouncing Right. Because it's it's just it, it's part of that pattern. So what I do is I break people free, help them break free and give them the tools so they can continue to break free on their own. Because yep. really what I teach is, you know, the, again, using the story as the example, is that like Dorothy, you always had the shoes on, you know, the cowardly lion always had the courage, the, you know, yep. like they all those archetypes that the, the yep. message is you always had it.
0: It was always inside of you the whole right.
1: time. So what I do is help people I unleash right that there. warrior. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I help people unleash the warrior and retire the that. warrior.
0: I love that. And, and it's, it's interesting because you referenced negativity as a cage, right? It's like this mm-hmm. negative spiral, this negative story is a cage and then they keep themselves within it. And what, what I've found is through personal development, the cage mentality, the story mentality doesn't, doesn't change. It's the story that changes, the cage that changes, right? Because mm-hmm. all you do is just move yourself from a negative cage to a positive cage and it, it protects you, right? Instead of being a trap, <laughs> it's a fortress. <laughs> Interesting, it's, it's right? Yeah, it's, that it's just that reframe,
1: but yeah. you're doing it in, in a way that is open where it's not walls to keep, like, the, keep everything out, it's just to keep bad stuff out.
0: Right, it's a filter, it's a barrier. Right. right. I love that. Yeah. Dude, number two and three are coming up. I can't wait. (laughs) I love this stuff. This is deep because this is, it it relates to real estate agents. It relates to sales. It relates to uh, real estate investors. Every single one of those trades, uh, every business I've ever invested in, there's people with the same mindset issues of, oh, I'm not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I can't invest that way. Or, or I don't know how to do it shit somebody does (laughs) somebody does just go ask
1: yeah and get out of your head too (laughs) is that you know people like you there there are people like you out there who want to help who share (laughs) who are like dude i you you know why i'm telling you all this because i want you finding deals so we could do stuff together like it's not like you're just doing it you know it's okay to have benefit from it yeah. Because even if you if someone doesn't come with a deal right away to you immediately and they go off and do their own deal, they're going to be coming to you and they're creating right. energy in the
0: space that you live. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm altruistic as fuck and I'm also, like, transparent as hell. I'm like, yeah, I want to do deals, bigger deals. I need you to go get better so we can do deals together. Go get some money so we can do it together. Like, right. You know, it's like, hey. <laughs> You know, go, go get some skills so I can utilize you so we can do bigger deals. You know, like it's, it's teamwork. You know? Right.
1: And, and like, to give you an example, the, the treatment center that I worked in, here's yeah. how it went. Here's what he said. He goes, he was the CEO. He, yeah. and it started out all he wanted me to do at first. Like he'd do whatever I wanted, but he had an actual thing was one hour a week that he was committed to in the treatment center that he did a group about personal development and all of that. And he was a CEO. Yeah. And he's like, look, I need you to cover that group. I'm going to pay you enough money for you to leave working with Tony Robbins so you can cover one hour a week <laughs> that I do so that I can go out and build my business even more. That's what I need you for. And then you could do whatever you want. And I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom, design whatever you want. I got the, you know, the, the clinical director is, is all on board. He, he gets it. But like, I just need you for one hour. The rest of it, figure you could do whatever you want, and I know it's going to help grow and 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 all that. But it's amazing. Yeah. Some people think like they think that's it's too good to be true. Like Walter, right. why would you help me? Right. Like you know, so I, if I bring you a deal, then I'm going to make money too. Like wh- yeah. Like
0: well, yeah. Like we all are. That's that's how this works. We all grow. Doug and I, I get it because I make all my money in one hour a week. My Saturdays at ten o'clock. That's if all I do all week is make sure everybody's filling that funnel. Then Saturday I go on I put on the show I make sure I'm reaching out to people the right way. And that's where the money's made. So I, yep. I if I had a Doug McGurk, I would not have to do that hour. Right. Or, we could do that well, you'd, you'd be able to place do places. another hour,
1: another time.
0: That's right. <laughs> that, and that's right. That, that's what
1: he did where he was like, eh, you know what? That's how I scale is I get, a, a get something rolling and then I okay. go, oh, that's taking time. Let me put something in there to keep it going. And actually, if I do it right with the right partner, that will turn into its own thing.
0: Exactly. All rise up, man. I love that. So nope. go on. Was this in New York? Where, where was this now? That
1: was in Florida. That's why we moved to Florida. So, so I was, was on the road got with to Tony. Florida. Yeah. So I traveled with Tony. Yep. So when that whole thing, when I finally got the gig with Tony, it started in New York and I was building a business digitally. Tony was doing the UPW digitally. And my goal was to be a facilitator of those digital events. Yep. Excuse me, only ran two of them because they weren't getting the results that he wanted. Yep. So he's like, but you know what? You're crushing it. Like, will you go on the road with me? Like he had them all around the country and I was one of two people that were, went on the road from, from that. Um, and, uh, So we then went on the road and then did that, traveled around. And then one of my, my MO was when I would go into a new city, I would meet all of the leaders of the area, networkers, the people, I go to the RIAs, I go to all of that and find the movers and shakers and then build relationships with them. I have relationships around the country with these ballers because they, you know, like success breeds success, right? So that's, I want to hang out with them. And uh, that's how I got the gig and how I met the guy in Florida is that I needed a space to hold events. That was the other thing I would do. I'd, have, I'd hold events in all the cities. Part of my, my value add was if you, after you got on board with, with me and Tony, I'd give you another event to prep you. So you got the most out of the, you know, the event with Tony. Cause a lot of times the first time you go to a Tony Robbins event, you're like, what the, this is like, you know, like it's hard to take it all in. Right. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I went to the, to the event, I was so blown away. There were so many things I didn't even know was happening. Like the crew, I didn't know there was a crew. It didn't even like the resources that were there. I didn't even know about. So I would like kind of train people how to get the most out of going to a seminar. Okay. Like how to network, who, how to find the leaders, where to, you know, where to sit, how to, you know, like all of those things. But, um, nope. so anyway, I, I, a friend of mine's like, Hey, my friend's got this room. Um, I don't know what he does, but I know he's got a, an auditorium. It holds a couple hundred people. I bet he'd let you use it. And he came to our first event and he was like, Holy crap, this is, we, this is what we need here. Like, what's your plan? And uh, you know, I talked to Tony, and and was like, you know, hey, here's this opportunity. He's like, wait, you gonna work for me forever? It's like, you do for me what I did for Jim Rohn. Your purpose, your goal is is to go out and build your your own thing. I, you know, that's that's what leadership is is creating more leaders, right? And then the other thing he said to me that um, is really profound, and I I think maybe you're your uh, tribe would appreciate this is he said this to me Goes. remember you are not a speaker, a coach, a trainer, an author. You are a marketer of your coaching, speaking, authoring and all that. And you deliver those services. But if no one knows who you are, Right. And so real estate, (laughs) you are not a real estate investor. You are not a real estate agent. You're not a real estate broker. You are a marketer of your investments of your, you know, price products and services of your brokerage, whatever it is. Um, and that's a solid, yeah, it's an interesting distinction because the challenge I think, you know, certainly for me, I could speak for myself is I so much more enjoy doing the work (laughs) <laughs> you know, working yeah. right. You know, in the situation, yeah. the helping grind. people. Help people out. Yeah, yeah the, the the idea of marketing and like that is, it it doesn't have the same psycho remuneration. Because there's something
0: there. Like you, like you, as you're communicating. I can see you just hit a wall, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a, it's just such an
1: interesting dynamic, and right. you know, my heart wants to, and and that's how that's the negotiation I have to do with myself and as what I coach people on is, is in order for you to have a larger impact, you have to have a larger impact.
0: Right. You know what's, you know what's interesting when you have the background, cause I, I found the same issue with marketing, right? Like, and I love marketing, I'm, I'm marketing like addicted, right? I'm an addict to marketing. But what I found is that until I had a product that I was like, okay, like I could fill this funnel with 10,000 people. I didn't feel comfortable going out and, and telling 10,000 people. As long as my funnel was a hundred people deep, like I couldn't go out and market more. It was a matter of capacity. Like I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overworked. I'm not gonna go bring more people in. Right. And that was, that was always the, the fallback. And then like COVID-19, like you were talking about pivot earlier, like now it's like, oh my God, like everything I've been doing locally has actually hindered my capacity. That's why I couldn't handle more Once we started using Zoom calls and and using Facebook Live and uh, all these different tools that make more sense for us to use in this situation, my capacity opened up. And now it's like, oh my God, I gotta go grind. I've gotta go market. Marketing is all I have to do. Like, that's my priority. Right. And as long as I show up Saturday, one hour, we're good.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Like like
0: it's, I I know exactly where you're coming from. So Tony Robbins tells you, you have my blessing. You have Mm -hmm. my permission. Doug, you're a champion. You, you've done a great job for me. Um, I think you're going to do amazing on your own. Market the fuck out of yourself. Let people know about you because that's the, the real money. Where do you go from there?
1: Well, what happened was uh, blessing and curse. You know, do you know what the three worst addictions are for entrepreneurs? What wow. uh, are they? Change? Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. sugar <laughs> heroin. Yeah. And a salary. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me you got all three of these. <laughs> Not the heroin, but the. Hey God, uh, that's the one. But I, the salary, right? So what happened was, I got the the gig, and I all my needs were met working in the treatment center because I was having a huge impact. You, and you I would have been better cap-
0: off with heroin. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. Would have had a well, better well,
1: chance. Well, here was my psychology behind it: was yep. I'd have a captive audience. I'd be able to build my brand because it was a niche, right? I mean. Right. Everyone, Tony started in real estate, like that was his niche, real estate and um, network marketing. So I was like, here's a niche. And the challenge that I found with it, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on people in recovery, where we got our clients were people with insurance and all of that. So there was a certain mindset of getting help, that it was covered by insurance and most people who end up at a treatment center have lost everything. You don't go to treatment usually unless you've lost everything. So when they got right. out, they didn't have a huge bit of, you know, and, and I know part of it is limiting beliefs, but there was an element of truth to that. So um, I got incredible value and in, in psycho remuneration doing the work because we're having a huge impact it just created this new opportunity moving out on how to then get back into helping people, you know, like yourself where we're doing partnerships and doing, you know, experiences where we're helping people who are playing at a, you know, another level where they can, you know, afford to, you know, keep moving forward and they understand the importance of investing in themselves.
0: Right. So you made the transition. So I didn't even know, like, okay, so I'm getting a little bit of insight on Tony Robbins. Um, I've actually always, and I, I feel embarrassed to say this, but a lot of uh, my life, I've actually avoided Tony Robbins uh, trainings early on anyway, because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, he's, you know, it's almost, you know, he's not like a real estate guy, right? He's not into making money. He's just about making people feel good. And that, I've never been a feel good guy. Although now I will openly and honestly say I do listen to a lot of Tony's stuff now and Jim Rohn and, and those uh, of the like, but I didn't realize he was a real estate guy in, in the beginning. Well,
1: he was a real estate guy in the beginning because his main market—you can get and speak in front of real estate agents pretty easily, right? Because right. they have a meeting every week right. or every month or whatever it is. So it was easy to get into them. And so it's interesting, you know. It's, uh, so many people have a view of what Tony is, and and let's talk about one of the pillars, right? right. One of the pillars—it it ties in perfectly to sharing. So let's imagine for a moment what's your favorite gas powered car? Like if you could have any gas powered car in the world, money was no object. What would be your, your choice?
0: Could we choose electric powered or nope. is this specific gas? I would say I, I like analogy. the Audi A6, Audi A6. Is Audi a A6. Good, Perfect. Okay. Yep. yep.
1: Now, would you pull up to uh, Steve's bait and tackle, uh, that has a gas pump that's been like kind of sitting for 10 years and it has leaded gas in it and it's been sitting there for five years. Would you put that in your A6?
0: No. <laughs> Why not? My Toyota Corolla, maybe, but not the A6. <laughs> Why not? Uh, quality. It's a, you don't want to put garbage into something as nice as Interesting. Uh, that machine, right? <laughs> So you're telling me that
1: you would not – Put crap gas in your supercar. That is,
0: yes, accurate. Correct. You
1: know the impact it would have on the results you would get out of your vehicle. It would yeah. knock and ping. It would probably ultimately cause damage. You know, all that gunk would start scraping up the cylinders and, you know, it would also fill. I mean, we know all the challenges that it would create. It would not be good. No. So let me ask you this would you fill yourself up with fear, anger, resentment, bitterness, resignation before walking
0: into a deal? No. Why not? Because it's like putting garbage gas into your A6 and creating a bad situation for negotiations.
1: Exactly. So when Tony gets that rap about you know rah rah and feel good, it's really about understanding. You know, again, this is my analogy. It's just what I learned. Again, I'm applying. I can't help my pedigree, right? All the years with Tony and 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 as a master practitioner and trainer of neurolinguistic programming and neo Ericksonian hypnosis and all the understanding of how the right. human you know works. I'm like this is like going into that situation with fear, anger, frustration. It's like putting crap gas in our car and we take better cares of our cars than we do with ourselves. And we don't even realize how important that first step is, is to be in the right mindset, to have the right state, the right emotional fuel. So that's what I, one of the things, one of the foundations of what I teach is how to create, how to generate super fuel because everyone is a supercar. We're all sleeper cars, right? We may not all look like an A6 or a Bugatti or anything like that, but we do have the ability to perform like one. You know, like my car's a sleeper car. I love my car. It looks like, you know, it's, it's cool looking, but it's not like super, super fancy, but it's got like car All right, quality. Doug, what are,
0: you, what are you driving right now? What do you got? It's, I have the Equus. Equus, what, what is that? Is that, it's is that the, electricity? Is that no, no, electricity? It's, it's
1: Hyundai's, uh, the Genesis. It's the precursor to Genesis. So it's okay, like the, okay. uh, the Lexus of Hyundai.
0: Oh, um, I, I drive like the Toyota of the Toyota Corolla. I drive the Corolla of the Toyota Corolla. And, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like Alexis, but not Alexis. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's, it's similar, but you get my point. Like, it's just,
1: it's, it, it looks a little weird. It's, you know, like people go, what is I'm gonna that? I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google Check it. Out. it. Yes. Yeah. It's, you call it, uh, what is it called? The Equus. Equus Hyundai Equus. Okay. A- E-Q-U-U-S. 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 And uh, it it's got like 430 horsepower, and you know it's it's on a S550 frame. And this is a U car. I see this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This fits. But it doesn't look <laughs> like like you don't look at it and go, oh, that that thing's gonna you know go from zero to 100 in you know 4.2 seconds.
0: This looks like like you. I know why you drive it because it's unique enough for people who are like, what is that? But it's cool. It's like down to earth enough where nobody's quite questioning it. It's, it's just, if you're paying attention, you're like, you're like, huh, it's something different here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's okay.
1: cool. Yeah. Like me, I'm just a little bit different. Just a little right?
0: different, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Dude, First time I met you, you had the, the big rings on your fingers and I was yeah, like, yeah. this guy's a rocker. He's yeah. cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Very yeah, cool. thank you. So that's, um, so I, I, I just look at, you know, I find that when we get down to our core, we got to start with the foundation with the fuel. Yeah. Um, then, so that's the pillar number one. The other pillar is story. We talked about that, right? And yep. we're all writing our story and we're either telling a story that stops us or telling a story that's going to drive us. Right. At the end of our days, we're just going to have a collection of stories. And, you know, I look at, you know, sitting with my wife one day, we're driving in New York around the holidays and she's like, so what is your, you know, like your, your main message? Like, what is the thing? And I was like, well, I guess ultimately for me it's it's our legacy. Like what how are we gonna be remembered? Like we have our daughter, like how is she like what what is our legacy gonna be? You know, and I want my legacy to be a rock star legacy. I want, you know, whether it's you know, our daughter remembering all the amazing times and and feeling inspired, or whether it's my mark on the world that I helped create opportunities for people. Like, I love your, you know, wanting to create a hundred millionaires. Like that's brilliant. Right? Wow, like, and not that it's about the money, right? It's about who you become to be right. a millionaire, right? It's, right. it's, that's the story. Exactly. Right. And then of course, what's interesting is in what we teach is, you know, since we have it all within us, like we believe that yep. is that how, how do you do that? You don't wait for the millions to feel like a millionaire. You got to be the millionaire to create the experiences and people have it backwards. So that's, that's what I work on.
0: (laughs) I was a millionaire before the money showed up in my bank account. Yeah. It just hasn't been deposited yet.
1: Right. You know, that's like saying, you know what, I'll start eating right and exercising after I lose the weight. That's (laughs) that's
0: probably the, the, the way to go. Yeah bullshit. (laughs) But that's what we believe. Like, that's what people believe. Well,
1: right. And we could also get into it. It's, it goes deeper than that. And in my program, I talk about this, but we've been taught, we've been conditioned to believe that things should be easy, that uh, we're taught to avoid pain. So every time there's an opportunity to, you know, and like, I hate to say this, like with what's going on right now, but it's, it's so evident that is all, everything is based out of fear. Yeah. Instead of realizing that our bodies have the ability, you know, obviously, you know, the interned and, and like, you know, obviously, there are people who need to be taken care of, but like our bodies create antibodies to this stuff. I've never in my life had a flu shot. Right. I've never had yeah. the flu. I ain't
0: right. me but, neither. And you know but what? you know what? So I'm also.
1: It, so. <laughs> I, I'm also undefeated at water polo. See. No. Nope. But I've never played water polo, so I.
0: Like, never been in a battle, right?
1: So yeah, you, you'll never lose any money if you never invest. True.
0: Sure.
1: But you are actually you're losing opportunity. Yeah. And that is a mindset shift. And that's what we talk mm-hmm. about. Are we are we a consumer or an investor? Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I'm sure you you see it too. You're saying, Hey, I want to help you, but you gotta have some skin in the game, and they're like, Yeah, no, I- I, I'm not gonna do that, but I am gonna buy the new iPhone or I'm gonna buy the new eighty-five inch, you know. Television screen, yeah. Um, so I can you know drain my brain some
0: more, and you're like, Well, you know, what you could do with that money. This is a fourteen hundred dollar phone, right? I paid the cash, I just went fourteen hundred dollar phone, but it's a tool, yeah. It, it makes it, it made me that that day, right? Right, like not a question it's used properly, yeah. And they'll go and spend what that's half of a week, a month of labor for them, right? They'll go and spend that on a phone. Of course, it's broken out over two years so they don't even notice it because you know, the marketers are clever and they'll miss out on the opportunity to go and invest in themselves to go and like be able to buy that phone. Like it's nothing, right? Like they're missing out on the opportunity to be able to have whatever they want because they want it now. (laughs) They don't want to build this. They'd rather just have something instead right and it's it's really unfortunate
1: because we know that like like when you're working out where do you get the most growth the first rep or the tenth
0: the tenth rep the you counting till it hurts that's right
1: <laughs> exactly but also often we've been conditioned like we shouldn't need to go through that discomfort right and we're wired for it too neurologically speaking our brains are wired for non-pain Right, we our our pain pain sensors outnumber our pleasure sensors by ten to one. So, our we're just naturally wired to avoid all pain, whether it be emotional discomfort, that kind of stress, and yet we settle for stress and anxiety because we think that the stress and anxiety of challenging ourselves or doing that is worse than the stress and anxiety of. So, we're killing ourselves with butter knives, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's waterboarding. Yeah, right, killing ourselves slowly. Yeah, Doug. I've only got a few minutes left and I I love the conversation where we're going. Um, And I want to make sure people can find a way to contact you because uh, what you do is huge real estate investors, my community, Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously entrepreneurs in general, but my community makes way way more money and we have, uh, I believe, bigger challenges uh, than the average entrepreneur because we play with other people's money Mm -hmm. whereas the average entrepreneur is just their own time. They're wasting their own time. They're, They're investing their own time. We're investing other people's money. We're taking a lot of risk on there's a lot of mindset stuff going on there. What is the easiest way somebody can get in touch with you?
1: Well, if you see on here, you could text Doug, D-U-G, to 64600, and you'll get all my contact info when you hit nice. that link. You'll get my all my social. My If you hit text, that'll give you my, my phone number. If you go to freedomhacku.com, uh, you can sign up for my upcoming uh, masterclasses whenever that will be. Currently, the for today, it's next Wednesday, but... Who knows nice. when someone might air this, uh, may watch it another time. Right. And um, my website is also revolutionarygrowth.com. Um, and that you can learn more about me and Heidi and, and all the stuff that we do. That's our parent company. And um, Doug at Revolutionary Growth, D-U-G at is my email. And that will again, if you text Doug to 64600, you'll get that info as
0: well. Doug, text me all that after the, after this call, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, I'll plug all that into the bottom of the YouTube link and the Facebook uh, account, and I'll put it into the Audible uh, once we get it everywhere. Uh, not Audible, uh, it goes into Anchor. Anchor. Uh, yeah. Yep. Right on. So, w- you've been giving a ton of value. You've been giving a ton of value. You've been uh, delivering. I'm looking for a little bit more. What are you doing as a speaker right now to increase your business and expand and get to the next level? What are you doing to pivot in this market?
1: so now i'm doing my best to form more relationships to connect and add value and do joint ventures right because everyone is scrambling to if they were more offline they're online and they're they're doing that so anything any partnerships jvs that i can do to add value is really my my game and i love doing it right i mean i love adding value, connecting with other people, sharing resources. So that's been my, my main focus is looking for leaders like yourself to go, you know, Hey, you know, like I I get calls like, Hey, you want to do this? Uh, We're holding this, you know, webinar or whatever. Like, sure. No problem. Like, but I'll look and some of them, they're just starting out. Like they only have a few hundred people in their group and stuff, but you know, like I, I don't, I'm not so precious to think that I have to, you know, oh, only if, uh, you know, Dean Graziosi calls me, right? Well, you know, he doesn't (laughs) call me very often. So, um, you know, I, I get that we're all in this together. And the cool thing is, is that this has leveled the playing field because, you know, while some people have huge online presences, uh, there are a lot of people who, you know, don't, but they have incredible value. Right. Um, So anything that we could do, like, I'm looking at this now is like the, the super groups of the sixties, right? That's what made like the, the rock groups of the sixties so great. And that's what actually rap and hip hop. That's what they did. They all collaborated. They would participate and show up on everyone's records. So we were cross pollinating our audiences. So I'm all about that. Like I'm, I believe that not one of us is smarter than all of us. So collectively we can, you know, really have a huge impact by just
0: spreading the love. Doug, I love that. We're like young money millionaires, right? Like, yep. like, uh, little Wayne and Drake yep. and uh, totally. <laughs> they're all yeah. getting together, throwing each other the CDs. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, I think that's really powerful and that's been a huge benefit from this. Um, and I think the other thing that's been cool, it's kind of forced people to connect more. Because it, it, because it actually requires a little more work in right. some sense. Because I see serial networkers, like I do a lot of networking, and I just, you know, I have this book called The Heart of Networking, and I'd see the same people at the same networking event that never made a follow-up visit, and then they just come to the next networking event. And, you know, and it's funny. I'll even reach out to people like, hey, I'd love to connect. Let's get together. And they don't respond. Yeah. <laughs> But now more of it is happening, yep. right? Because I think people are realizing they're getting more comfortable, maybe in person, they're not as comfortable. Like, okay, it's kind of an anonymous. I can get on the phone now. I just saw them on Facebook, yep. strike while the iron's hot. I mean, I was on a, I, was, I actually did a presentation this morning on a networking Zoom yep. thing. And then up until right before, two minutes before I got on here, I was on the phone with one of the people that was on that Zoom and, you know, just kept the, the flow going.
0: Yep. It was funny. I was on one this morning and I was a BNI and everybody on there, there was three of them who said, oh, I've never done a Facebook live. And this is my first time doing a Facebook live. And I'm like, holy shit, you're behind. Like, like good for you. But like, oh my God, you got to do more than just that one. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like grind it out now. <laughs> well, what's
1: funny is too, I think we need to have like a zoom training for people because yeah. it's, it's like, you know, oh, I, I was on, my accountant had went on the other day and he does this a lot. And uh, 15 of like the 30 people that were on there did not mute their mics. Jesus. So everything's like popping in and, and yep. it's like the Zoom etiquette is is a, a new thing.
0: Like, Yeah. They, people just don't understand. Doug, we started something called um, Influencer Masterminds. And what we're doing, and I've got Mitch Durfee, Mitch uh, Jawski, mm-hmm. and I'd like to invite you in. We've got a couple of other uh, influencers in the real estate industry, and we're just jumping on this mastermind. Uh, we've been doing it. Well, we did it one time.
1: Okay. And I was thinking about doing
0: it monthly. But uh, after this conversation, I'm thinking like, maybe we just do this um, weekly, and we jump into the bigger groups that we service, right? The wholesaling yeah, yeah. groups, the uh, multifamily groups, and well, I'm gonna connect uh, you with uh, with my
1: friend Neeta, so that uh, you guys can, can do that because you guys are, are you know definitely
0: uh, kindred spirits. Awesome, man. I definitely appreciate that. So yeah, anybody you think that would uh, be a good connection to add into this, mm-hmm. I'm going to interview them. We'll get them on the podcast. And uh, I want to just every week we just pound together and come up with ideas and, and give advice and uh, just talk about what we're doing as trainers to help our students move to the next level. And Are you do, uh, side, doing
1: stuff with Rod?
0: Rod Cleef, I messaged him a little while ago. Uh, so. yeah, he's <laughs> so coming up next week. Does he?
1: Yeah. He's a, 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 a like a webinar thing, a training yep. he invited me to. So uh, yeah, he's, he's a good dude.
0: Mitch, yeah, Mitch um, works with him. Yeah, I gotta, we gotta tie all this in, man. We gotta tie yeah. it all in. And I want to uh, talk to you later on about uh, taking some of my students, because all I do is an eight week course. I get them going, I wrap them up. But mm-hmm. then afterwards, they need that accountability. They need some sort of coaching to, to maintain and keep them going through. No, for sure. So I was thinking my... about extending uh, that too and seeing if we can put some sort of package together. Oh yeah. Very cool. And then, uh, so every Saturday, I do my fifty-two weeks of wealth at ten o'clock. I would strongly yep, have tuned in a couple
1: of times. It's awesome, that you guys. I mean, that's huge that you do that. That's such a, a great service. I, I hope if anyone hasn't done that yet, they they do it because
0: it's uh, definitely all value. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'd like to bring you in as a panelist. Uh, you and the other Mitches and um, the other Mitches, you know, <laughs> <they're> my <laughs> Mitches, yeah, <laughs> but they they happen to both be in real estate too, so. Yeah. But I'd like to start getting you guys in as panelists so we can, no. we can really add some value together all as a group and, and build that up so you can help more and more people, run them through the funnel. Everybody's getting the training that they want specifically based on where their goals are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it'd be my, my privilege.
0: My honor right. to, oh, right. to work All right. Well, with then last, last thing as always is what are the three pieces of advice you'd give somebody if you go back to 20-year-old Doug, three pieces of advice right now, what would you say?
1: So the first one is um, Nike gave it away, you know, just do it. I I look back at some of my experiences and I go, you know what? I wish I'd done that. And real estate is one of them. I waited way too long to get in the game. Um, So if there's something calling on you, do it. Um, The other thing is, is that know that you're bigger than any problem you could ever face that 99% of the time, maybe 90, 8.9% 8.9% of the time, it never happens the way you think it's going to anyway. So all of those fears, all of those things that you think are going on, just thank your brain for sharing. Understand that that part of you is there to protect you and then know that you can handle anything. Yep. And then the last is um, fail forward, right? That's the John Maxwell thing. Like it's, it's okay to fail. As a matter of fact, it's mandatory and necessary in order to be successful Without the failure, you're never really gonna learn, uh, and you're not gonna have the momentum and the certainty and confidence. Because if you don't fail, like I shared before, I've you know I've never lost a game of water polo, right? Because well, I've never played, so I've never failed at it. So everything that I've been successful at, I sucked at at first, and that's Mm -hmm. okay.
0: (laughs) And that's okay, dude. I love that. Hey. When you have a chance, go buy the book, broke through a quarter million. Out on Amazon, I sucked at things, too. I was like <laughs> Doug, <laughs> and I also sucked at things.
1: <laughs> I Perfect. love that, man.
0: Like, thank you so much, brother. I'm going to share thank this you. all over the place. Um, let's do, definitely jump on a call and see how we can work out. I'll wait for you to jump on uh, the other coaches and all us. Yep. Appreciate there, you, brother. Bro. Tell Heidi I said hi. I will, will see do. you soon. You got it, man. Peace. Hey, when you have a choice, I always work with the best. Amen. <laughs>